The following show contains spoilers for episode 10 of Survivor 42. Hello again. Hello again. Hello again. I'm sure you're all wondering where Fred is. Uh, he's actually here right now giving us a performance review. So try not to let his um, presence distract you listeners too much. Um, but just know he's always watching and, and taking notes on the clipboard in the back of the room. Yep. With that being said, uh, Survivor Season 42, Episode 10 is what we're talking about today. Fun fun episode. Uh, notably, not too many like twists or shenanigans going on. So it's kind of like played straight through. And it ends up being kind of like a, a plain episode where they just explain everything that's going to happen to us and it happens and really i think it's better for it yeah and then they tried to subvert it but it wasn't very convincing (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it it's kind of just like a simple story we you know have everyone come back and i feel like a a big sort of story of this episode alone is centered around mike in a way um about him kind of like regretting the Roxroy vote in, in one way or another. What I think is interesting is that, or at least shown on TV, they don't really acknowledge too much about like the, the race discussion we had last week. Uh, and what I realize is that the group who wasn't at that tribal at the second tribal, they just like would have had no idea at least from yeah. what we were shown. So I'm sure they like talked about it to some degree, but I just well, thought that was yeah, an interesting I feel like- thing we kind of felt that a lot when the other group came back from tribal and the the guy group that had already been there was like, Hey man, what's going on? Yeah. And, and they're all just like, <laughs> they all just look like, fuck. Yeah, Cause they come back and, and Tori's gone, which is like completely what they expected to happen. So it's just like business yeah. as usual. <laughs> uh, a little more to that. <laughs> However, uh, yeah, we get, I guess what kind of happens here before we like get into the reward challenge mainly is like this little conversation between like Omer and Lindsay, which leads into Lindsay going on an idol hunt and her hand is like inches away from the idol. Like she somehow misses that piece of paper. I don't know how she didn't see it. So that's unfortunate for Lindsay. (laughs) Uh, But Marianne comes along and, (laughs) actually manages to find the idol which is funny because fred and i just made a trade uh between Lindsay and marianne so here i am feeling like i'm a genius for making you know this great trade well done yeah well played for now (laughs) uh yeah so there's the idol you know people talk as we expect uh challenge time it's this this is the challenge where it's like super stormy right yeah yes yes this is why i feel like you could say that for a lot of challenges this season yeah i feel like i was gonna say like it's very extreme in terms of the weather like the waves are always crashing up it's like a lot i I wonder if that has anything to do with like schedule shifting perhaps with all the code restrictions that went into filming yeah that's that's possible because i think what usually happens is like they you know they film two seasons right but i I feel like it was always the the first season that was more impacted by the weather yeah, first season usually took place during monsoon season. Right. And we usually would get, like, two days of, like, absolute hell weather, and then things would 
you know, be pretty normal for the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, of all the episodes, this one is certainly the one with like the most focus on kind of like the rain and the elements. It, it feels like, at least from what I remember. What I think is kind of odd here at this challenge is like Jeff's like checking in with them. It's like, oh, you know, you like you doing all right. This is hard. You know, it's a game. And then he's like, we're actually going to do something fun today or something like he says that. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, we're not like we're not going to do a challenge like we're like we're doing something else. Is he just like going to let them all like hang out or something? But then it's just like a normal challenge. Bring back the auction. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but so, it's just like, like is normal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This challenge felt very short for a survival yeah, challenge. It, it was straightforward. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that was kind of the idea of it, but yeah, it's just very like easy. You just go through the thing, then you walk over the other thing, and then you just toss the sandbag. Uh, I honestly think <laughs> with them starting in the water, yeah, it was pretty smart because, uh, like, water temperature when there's like sudden drop in air temperature stays the same so the water actually probably feels pretty nice even though they're you see them all standing before the challenge like shivering so it it probably yeah i mean it was still probably cold but it probably felt nice in comparison to like the wind and rain Mm -hmm. yeah and if they're going to be wet anyways they might as well get some warmness out of it yeah like i don't think any of my people like even made it to the end before uh wins this challenge they were all kind of struggling. Yeah, pretty straightforward challenge. Uh, some people flubbed their sandbags at the end like you'd expect. Uh-huh. But Lindsay makes and... it stick. And yep. guess what? It's the sanctuary is what, what Jeff called it. Mm-hmm. We get to stay at this little cabana for a night with some, some pizza. which And beer. Yep. And cold, yeah, it was like warm pizza, which is like, oh, perfect. And cold, and cold beer. beer. Like, well, it's just gonna make you cold again, maybe. <laughs> but they're in the cabana, so it's probably fun. yeah. They get a nice little setup there. Uh, the sanctuary. Yeah. So Lindsay gets to choose a person, and she brings Omer, which I feel like is kind of like the right choice to make here, right? Um, and then, you know, it always makes me wonder in the, in these sorts of situations, like. She asked if she could bring another person, and you know Jeff says yes. I, I'm always curious, like if Jeff would have offered that, or if like if she, if she didn't ask, it wouldn't have happened. I bet he was going to. Yeah, especially I mean, especially since it ended up being a uh, like a family visit or family video yeah. type deal. You, you want to get all the reactions you can from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I feel like where we were at that moment, it was just kind of. Jeff is waiting for all the reactions to happen and all the hugs to happen. Uh, and then he was going, what if I told you you could bring one more person? Uh-huh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she. so for her second person, she picks Mike, which, I mean, I think is, is a, a decent choice. But I feel like these two haven't been particularly, like, very connected in terms of, like, yeah. a direct connection. They've kind of been in, like, this big alliance together. But I feel like that was a pretty, oh. like, intelligent choice to to yeah. pick Mike here. If that connection doesn't exist, then this is a perfect opportunity to forge that connection. Yeah, mm-hmm. because especially like there, you know, the two of them, like Lindsay and Omar, like aren't feeling as great about Jonathan anymore. Uh not feeling too great about High. Dre is kind of like her own element at this point. And then like Romeo and Marianne like are 
currently not really uh like too present they're the, the game. drifters yeah. so like mike yeah. is like the perfect choice here uh so like Lindsay and omar really like get exactly what they need to like keep moving forward in the game yeah uh, and they don't go straight there, right? They get like a little bit of time to talk about it before they head out, because they're like uh-huh. talking about the the pizza, which I've always heard is like very much not good. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, I'm, when you're out there, I'm sure it's it sounds exciting, especially when it's not in yeah. a mountain; it's in boxes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, family videos come in you know everyone has like a really nice video sent to them they're really cool at a, at a certain point for like one of the videos that cut to like the direct feed and it was like very hd and it kind of like surprised me it just seemed like very odd to see on survivor i don't know but it was like yeah we're not we're not seeing palm pilot videos anymore <laughs> this is 2022 yeah i don't know it, it's, it was a nice way to do this especially when they make it like private so it's like it's a little secret uh um, yeah i think that's pretty neat I'm sure they would like love to have actual like, people. The presentation out there. style was kind of different as well. Like we we've had loved one videos before, but we haven't really had like these slideshow collages surrounding. Yeah, them that was kind of interesting, like right? Yeah. <laughs> like the the whole presentation of it. I'm sure some <laughs> some member on the team had <laughs> lots of fun member. putting that together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think. I mean, the biggest things to pull out of this little cabana trip is one like this seems like a pretty decent group of three people and realistically i'm not sure if i see them being the final three but i think they're definitely a group to like look out for because they're probably going to be making like most of the decisions going forward yeah i i see that happening too especially freaking omer right (laughs) oh my gosh that what he convinced mike of while they were on that trip yeah, yeah this is Ooh, this is like the, the big news here is omer yeah. is just so flawlessly able to like make up a story that like hi could have reasonably like been saying and mike just completely falls for it it's like so yeah, he, ironic he so silly i wonder if this is like the turning point in omer's story where we start to see him as more of a villain character now that high's out of the picture maybe possibly but yeah like he you know he says or this, maybe he's just the best yeah it's possible <laughs> but he, he says this, you know this puppet line that you know like mike is high's puppet and like that just strikes mike's soul yeah <laughs> i think what's interesting about this especially is that they really drive this to us like that Mike is very strongly affected and like motivated by this like puppet idea. And he never like really communicates about it with high or anything. He's just like very much letting it sit within himself. And this makes me wonder now, like if Mike is sitting in a, in a final three, like it's going to be really hard to like convince a jury in this case of his like, you know his social game or his ability because like he was just so clearly uh like manipulated here yeah he he just keeps getting walked on by everybody he works yeah with. so e- either if like omer is like sitting next to him in the final three he can say like like you know mike doesn't even stand up next to me because i like completely had him around my finger and he didn't even realize or like if yeah. mike's in the final three and like omer ends up on the jury then he can be like mike like can you explain 
like why I should vote for you if it was so easy to like get you to do what I wanted just with like a single lie. Yeah. So it's like I feel like this is gonna be just really hard for Mike to come back from. Especially But then again, I think Mike was already on this like train of thought and Omar just gave him the push that he needed. Uh he might not have even needed just the push that it was kind of reassuring to him because he was already thinking about going down this road of like blindsiding high. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I guess a lot of it was just in, in confessionals. If Mike is able to like frame this correctly in a jury scenario, like uh, it might not be as big of a, a point that I was kind of thinking it could be if he's able to like play yeah. it off well. But yeah, the, the the way it looks from the episode is like, Mike is becoming Omer's puppet, uh-huh. but I don't know. Mike might still have some agency that we have yet to see. So mm-hmm. uh, benefit to Omer as well. You know, he makes up this lie about what High said, and then jumping forward a bit here, you know, High goes home tonight. So like, there goes Mike's only like chance to find out that Omer was lying here. Yeah, because at this point, like, you know, he will not know until you know either the jury or like after the game is over. Yeah. So, he finds out watching the episode yeah. this past Wednesday. So, like, very solid gameplay from, from over here, basically, to, like, execute yeah. on on that construction. But, yeah, Omer's ability to read people is just insane. It's, like, flawless. The fact, like, not only yeah. just reading, but, like, you know, executing on, like, the different, like, little tricks is just, like, so yeah. impressive to see him just, like, do. And, like, it doesn't seem like he's acting. It doesn't seem like he's trying too hard. It like just looks like he's telling the truth, and he knows exactly yeah, what to say. He is very good at portraying being genuine, even when he's not being genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, super super impressive. Uh, which also, even at this point, like whether he wins or not, like I feel like if Omer like comes back in the returning season, it's like how is he gonna do anything? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like no one will trust a word he says. Uh, immunity challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh we got like the bow, the ball on the bow. The physics of this are like pretty questionable to me, I think. The way the ball kind of just like has a mind of its own. Uh <laughs> I don't think it has a mind of its own. It's just uh, yeah, there, there's... how it worked. <laughs> I guess yeah, yeah. They, uh, we got different strategies. Some people like held the ball extremely stationary and were like very calm. I'm thinking of Lindsay. Uh some people uh, you know, had the ball constantly on the move and just kind of was like very strong at, at balancing it. Uh, Jonathan comes to mind. We have some people who kept the ball very stable, but they were like very, very stressed out about it. And it mm-hmm. seemed like the ball was going to be flying all the all over the place, but it was just staying still. I'm thinking of Marianne here. Yep. <laughs> um, so it's kind of a fun challenge, but at the same time, like very un very unexciting. There were some questionable grips on on this bow. Really, I like, did not look too much at the grips. Um, I it would be my thought that like hands as far out as you could get them would be the optimal strategy because you have more movement to do like less movement on the bow. Yeah. So there's more control over it. Yes. You know? Um, and uh, the people I was watching with, um. My my good friend Monica pointed out that like it it probably makes more sense to go thumbs up so that you can like p- 
put your elbows against your ribs to have that like brace. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, that would be the optimal strategy, you know? Yeah, I think the stability and, you get there is pretty solid. But everybody, like, most of the cast were, like, weird stagger grips or, like, hands together in the middle, which doesn't make any sense because then, like, if you have your hands together in the middle, your bow's just going to, like, flip yeah, over. Yeah, that, that one's not smart at all. Just a massive seesaw at that point. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's definitely an interesting... I know we've talked about this a little bit before, but like just considering like the individual agency you have in these challenges that are like pretty standardized, mm-hmm. uh, and how like a little bit of thought before you get started like could really make a big difference in like your success of yeah. the challenge. Because yeah, if you have like your two hands in the middle, like you're just setting yourself up for failure because it's going to be so much more difficult to like return from anything. Yeah. So Jonathan, the runner up in this challenge, he had the the spread eagle like all <laughs> hands all the way out, you know. Yeah. And he he was doing great and what his problem was was footwork. Yeah. And I, uh, I feel like that's kind of what Jonathan's general strategy here was. I feel like just given his build, like keeping tight for you know an extended period of time is going to be more difficult for him to balance whereas if he's on the move and more limber mm-hmm. he can yeah. control that more but then you know that, that kind of falls apart when you get to the most narrow perch yeah keeping it alive yeah. and that and that's where you know sometimes challenges that are like endurance are relative to like weight or height but i'm mm-hmm. not sure if there was much consideration for like foot width foot size <laughs> here yeah. uh where you know you might have someone like Lindsay who in terms of like the amount of uh, beam to foot ratio is going to be a little yeah. greater than, than Jonathan's perhaps. Uh, especially yeah, yeah. so if he's going to be like a little more top heavy, then uh, it would make sense. He kind of struggled here. And it it's very clear. Like once they start this last round that like he has lost like a lot of the control that he was having before. And it's only really a matter of time until Lindsay wins the challenge. Yeah. And at this point, my, uh, you know, galaxy brain tier uh i guess not to uh rip off soaring's team name uh but <laughs> my amazing trade that i had made that seemed so great early in the early in the episode no longer is as significant <laughs> now that Lindsay won two challenges in a row but yeah. that's okay because marianne sells an idol uh and Lindsay wins immediately here and it really puts Lindsay in like a really big spotlight at least in terms of like episode content because she has been like pretty low key in the season and like last episode she got a little bit this episode she got like a decent amount more i'm curious if this is like a trend that continues or like after this she kind of like dies back down as a character the winner edit baby right (laughs) and if that's the case like (laughs) why would they give us another erica when like erica's edit was like so poorly done like i don't know i feel like this is at least a better edit than the erica edit yeah and i mean that might just be down to their gameplay styles where mm-hmm. erica was very much like being the drifter where yeah i feel like in this case there's you know a more more of a drive to be a core player yeah it is it's like the level of agency, I suppose, and then the visibility we're given with with some of these decisions. It seems like, at least now, the way it's been framed is like she is kind of 
at like the top of the contender list in a way of like in, mm-hmm. in the context of the game yeah shout outs to the reward win and the immunity win in the same episode yeah, it's pretty pretty neat but like does that raise yeah. her threat level like too much at once who knows i don't know uh but jonathan's still around i'm sure he's kind of like the challenge shield for a bit here yeah he's he's won one individual immunity <laughs> but like it's so, a good point like he's always coming like second yeah he's always like really close if he doesn't win yep so yeah challenge is <laughs> over at this point they they the in the show they've given us really good reasons for like why high should go home tonight and like if he goes home we totally understand why um but then we start with like this whole you know should we get rid of jonathan now because he could like go and win every single challenge from here on out and that would like be a threat to our positions but i do feel like it is a little like contrived i guess like it it does like i don't really take it seriously it's it's a bad fake out uh and it does kind of bring up an interesting point where you know i do like to consider like you know what what would i do in this situation like if i was able to choose like who i'm voting for and i feel like there's definitely merit to like the jonathan vote but because like everyone is just so willing to get rid of high here i feel like it just kind of makes sense to go that way people are still going to want to get rid of jonathan tomorrow yeah Yeah. uh and and... worth noting uh romeo was left out of the vote yeah yeah no uh, interesting (laughs) Uh, i I did not like uh this part of the episode where uh no matter what somebody's going at this point it's kind of like written in the sand for soaring that he's losing a player tonight (laughs) yeah yeah omer make sure to go like on a little tour before they go to tribal and like make sure to check in with everybody and really it's interesting it switches from everyone's like voting for high and it like really puts omer back in the driver's seat of like he is totally able to choose which person he wants to go home and uh you know fred fred is not speaking right now but (laughs) uh what he had kind of mentioned to me was that like if you're omer like it makes way more sense to get rid of high primarily to keep mike happy yeah. because like if you vote out that jonathan now and they... like mike is going to feel betrayed he's gonna like be confused yeah. like he's not gonna be happy like this move to get rid of high like secures mike as like a number that omer still has like a pretty decent level of control over yeah that and uh um they kind of were beginning to occupy the same space in the game mm-hmm. in terms of like gameplay and strategy so uh like cutting out one of the two that were doing the same kind of things yeah just makes sense and really like now for the other one now like omer has like total control over like romeo total control over marianne uh you know still has jonathan as like a, a pretty decent like number ally he's kind of really started this connection with Lindsay now so like if you're omer making this decision like the high vote just makes so much more sense because it's always going to be easy to direct the vote towards jonathan yeah and that's kind of how it like it plays out it's it's really like open and shut sort of case here and high is like yeah i had no question in my mind whether high was going home yeah high is like totally blindsided which you know just shows like everyone's still playing at like a pretty decent caliber here that like nobody really let anything leak but like it is in everybody's interest to get rid of high so yeah 
that's how it goes. Uh, Soaring loses another person, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Very again, like kind of mentioned this at the beginning. Very like plain, sta- like stable sort of episode. But I think the fact that like it took time to explain exactly why High is going to go home, and then letting him go home was like very nice. I appreciated it. Yeah. It was a clean episode. Yeah, exactly. So I was pretty happy with it. We still got like some pretty like decent character moments, but also lots of like interesting things to think about going forward in terms of like, how are we going to get to like the final three? What is that going to look like? Is it actually going to be like Omer, Lindsay, Mike, or, you know, will things get a little messy along the way? I mean, this is Survivor and (laughs) very few seasons do things remain clean cut like this uh up to the end exactly so um drea mike and Lindsay. that's your prediction yeah interesting i think i think drea definitely ends up making it to the finale but i just feel like drea has so little of like an actual storyline yeah uh they're waiting on it that that could be it (laughs) We'll see for sure. Is it going to be like one of those finales where they're just advantage, advantage, advantage? That could be it. Could be. Yeah, we had a crazy one like that in season 39, I remember. It was like so many advantages all at once. Yeah. Who knows? Um, yeah, so yeah, there's there's this episode. You guys feel good about everything we said? Anything you want to add? Yeah, no, that's pretty good. All right. Uh, then yeah, we also have this whole other flip side then to uh, the RNG show experience, where we uh, me and Soaring don't even want to talk about it this week. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that won't be on your uh, performance review. <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. Oh crap! Uh, yeah, he, he's so good at being quiet and scribbling on his <laughs> on his clipboard. Oh, he's winking at us. There we go. Um, so. This week, yeah, uh, <laughs> Soaring and TV have a very quiet week, which for me is a little <laughs> a little nice, I guess, because I've been having a handful of those I myself. did not have a quiet week. What are you talking about? I'm talking in terms of the amount of points you earned. There's not a lot of action going on on your, on your tribe. Uh, well, uh, there, there's the, the high square turning black. That's, that's action. Yeah, but not in a good way. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, starting with TV's team, uh, Drea was there in the episode and gets two points yeah! for that. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, that's all TV that's gets. It. <laughs> so maybe a little disappointing for TV. Nice for the rest of us. We get a chance to catch up a little bit better. Uh, Soaring has Jonathan, who was there. Hi, who was there. Uh, also, Jonathan did get some vote and save points from High and Romeo, uh, but that's only like one point. So Soaring's up to five. Then uh, me, I still have three people in the game, and I got episode points for all of them. Uh, Mike got taken on the reward. Marianne found an idol. Uh, she also found it in a tree, so I got a chance to die for that. So I get a, a cool 12 points. That's the most I've, I've gotten in a while, wait, wait, I wait. think. We get bonus points for things being in trees? Yes. Uh, so dice. if you find an advantage on an advantage search, like you're out in the woods and you find it, you get a chance to die for that. But, for example, Dang. like the amulet that was given out in the premiere, that was kind of like part of 
like the producers intended this to happen to somebody, right? It was basically like given to them, so they didn't get chance to die for like finding it. Uh, so there's the distinction there. So yeah, a bunch, bunch of points. That's the most points I've earned since uh, the the double episode, episode six dash seven. Uh, oh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong thing. That this is the most points I've earned since episode two. <laughs> oh. So <laughs> that says a lot about my my experience in the season so far. Uh, I've been pretty low earning, but I'm still kind of hanging in I there. Feel I feel like this is going to be a turning point for you. I hope so. I think this is a really great opportunity uh, for me and for Fred. Uh, Fred got 13 points uh, because Lindsay is such a superstar. So that's cool. True. Lindsay got four points for the winning the reward challenge, four points for winning the immunity challenge, and one point uh, because Omer was brought on the, the family visit type challenge. So 13 points for Fred. And uh, that was the most points that Fred has earned since episode six, seven. So Fred, this is really interesting, basically like narrative for the fantasy where I feel like Fred and I have kind of had like a very similar experience in, in the season. And in some ways we are like very interestingly like intertwined, like we trade and then like the people we trade are like immediately relevant in the next episode things like that <laughs> um so i think with uh soaring and tv down to one person and fred and i still have some like good people sticking around i think this could be like a turning point we, we have a graph on our spreadsheet i think we might see some like intersection happening soon so that's uh yeah fun. i i think all paths are converging yeah is what it looks like. We're returning the, the multiverse back to the universe. Yeah. That's right. This episode of RNG Show is sponsored by uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Go to your local theater and give Kevin Feige more money. Yeah, use promo code RNG Show at the till, and I'm sure that you'll get a discount or something. <laughs> yeah, this t- is tell, all tell fake. The poor. Tell it to the poor high schooler working yeah. behind the counter at your theater. This is all fake. Yeah, if they don't understand, please like <laughs> insist and like show show the <laughs> go to like go to rngshow.com on your phone and like show them and point aggressively like at your phone and be like they said. And then you can like open the episode and like play through the episode to the point where we like say yeah. the promo code out loud, like I just did a little bit yeah, ago. Yeah, play the whole episode. Yeah, and then like it'll be kind of funny because then we'll be at this point where like I'm talking right now and I'm sure there's like lots of and, really uh, awkward just, eye contact. Uh, the, the way that the, uh, the high schooler has to confirm uh, this promo code is they've got to take their phone out of their pocket and subscribe to the podcast. Yeah. This is, and, uh, this is their true. podcaster, their podcatcher of choice. Yeah, This is our marketing strategy. This is how <laughs> we get big in the podcasting world. Sure. <laughs> We have high schoolers go up to other high schoolers and <laughs> aggressively point at them. Yeah, phone. I mean, that's how all the other big people do it, right? It's all about getting the right demographic. Yeah, it's just you, you, usually you're like doing a TikTok dance or something. Oh. That's, yeah. We need a TikTok. Yeah, tweet your TikToks at us. Right? That's how, that's how it joke, works. But Flying was trying to make a TikTok at one point but got bored. No. Well, what do we do now? Trades? I don't have anything. Yeah, I think we're kind of uh, set. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, last week I was being very pensive, and I was being pensive specifically about high, and 
I wanted to lose high because he was getting sketchy. Yep. Uh, but I was like, oh, you know, maybe things are going to turn around after this episode, and I wanted to see what was going to happen. Unfortunately, things moved a bit faster than I was expecting. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Fred in the corner. I'll trade you Chanel for Lindsay. I shook his head. Just, just sorry. St- stay okay. silent if if you want to. I wanna. think that's a good idea. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> he said it was a good idea. Uh, but I don't think that was a yes. I'll do it for all of your chance dies. <laughs> oh, perfect. I agree. I also agree. All right. Guess it's uh, there. It guess is it's pretty well set in stone. <laughs> Uh, there's that one. Yeah, I feel pretty vindicated. Maybe that's the wrong word. I feel pretty good about my choice in the redraft to lock in Mike over High uh, now that High is gone. Yeah. So I can say that was a certified good move. Yeah. Uh, trades, though, yeah, I think I mean, we're all kind of, like, stuck. Yeah. At, th- at this point in the game with just one player left, I think Jonathan is my best bet for point potential right now. Yeah, re- like, honestly. Like... I don't think TV's going to trade Drea, who is probably the other, you know, big point mule right now. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, yeah. So I think I'm stuck. Yeah, I think my... my... I'll trade you Roxroy for Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> you Plus traded me all Rox... of my chance dice. <laughs> oh, no, wait. I, yeah, right. I gave you Roxroy last week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I think my hope for, like, Romeo is that, like, he gets taken to the final three as a goat. But that's also kind of like, in a way, my hope for Marianne. And at this point, that's kind of also like my hope for Mike. (laughs) So I have a lot of just like get taken to final three potential on my team compared to like Omer and Lindsay, who I think might actually have like a a better shot of getting anything actually done in terms of jury votes. But we'll see. I, I just like in terms of Mike winning at this point, I just really feel like it is unlikely because of the amount of times he's kind of like folded in terms of like what he wanted to do and he Uh gets like in that same way he's like getting manipulated to like do things and he's like lying to the people he's voting out as they go home so i feel like he's just not leaving a really favorable impression on the jury and especially like what with omer did with what omer did earlier in this episode i just feel like mike doesn't have that much ground to like really stand on so it's like omer it's like would be so obvious as a winner which is like okay like i'd be okay with that because omer is playing a great game but it does make me question you know will it ever catch up with him basically and the way he's like covering his tracks like you know it i think it'd be reasonable to expect like it won't and like omer will just like win the game and he'll be like an incredibly dominant winner which will be awesome yeah so i guess we'll see see what happens in that in that regard i'd be like happy to see omer win because he like definitely deserves it or drea and Lindsay steal his vote (gasps) to vote him out next episode next time wow that'd be crazy that would be crazy and then fred would only have one person left yeah that'd be that'd be cool I guess we'll see what happens. I'm really looking forward to the convergence of of the the graph. That's my main thing to look forward to right now. Nah, Drea's gonna use every advantage and <laughs> just pop them all. So we have the steel vote. We have the knowledge is power, and that that's it, right? She has like yeah. Doesn't she also have the an extra vote? Knowledge is power can 
Yes. Okay. Knowledge's power can get her an idol, mm-hmm. which she can then play for more points. Yeah, play an idol, steal a vote, and get an extra vote. At this point, yeah, like if she teams up with like one other person, they're like kind of set for yeah. at least one vote. But I mean, there's only so many. There's like seven of them left after this. There's only so many tribals that like she can even use all of her gear at this point. Yeah. And next episode, if they bring back the 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 do or die thing, like somebody might just like go home. It could be Drea. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah, most most idols, uh, or most advantages have a caveat that says you can only use them up to the final five too. Mm-hmm. So that's two more tribals. Yeah. We're in for some uh, fun in the coming weeks, it seems. Yeah. So do I die? How that thing works is like if you lose the challenge first, then you have like a 50-50 and then like a less less than 50-50 or or something, depending on what you pick of of going home. Um, So, I mean, anybody could like lose the challenge first. The Monty Hall problem. But... uh, I don't know. Seems like Jonathan's pretty good at like not immediately losing challenges. That's been a pattern. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to know, but I guess we'll see if it even like happens at all next week. Next week. Yeah. Well, yeah, we don't have any any fun games to play with Chance Die this week, but we do have um some things coming up in the next couple episodes, and I think that is like all we really have before the finale. We have. Episode 11, then episode 12, and then the finale is episode 13. So only a couple weeks left. It's especially fun, I think. Uh, let's see, I have two episodes that'll come out before I graduate from college, and then one episode that comes out after I graduate from college. That's Congratulations. sweet. Hopefully I do something cool in the fantasy, but that's beyond my control at this point. Uh, you guys have any other like finishing final thoughts? Are we ready to skedaddle? I'm ready to skedaddle. All right. Well, consider this skedaddled. Perfect. In that case, that just wraps it up for us this week. I know it's a little bit of a smaller burrito than normal, but that's okay. Uh, that's just how it goes. If you want to check out our other episodes, you can do so over at rngshow.com. Uh, but I'm sure if you were looking for our promo code uh, that you are already there. Uh, but while you are viewing all of our beautiful, wonderful, surely delicious episodes, um, they're all there. You can check them all out. Uh, thanks to Zoe for editing this episode, as always. Thanks to Subtact for the use of our theme song, Step Up. I just want everybody to like, really think about that, like what that means. Step up. Yeah. If you want to check out our spreadsheet, you can do show you can do so over at rngshow.com slash forty two. You can check out the graph, you can check out the points, you can check out the chance die, uh the rules. There are so many of them. It's incredible. Flying is doing a great job of like keeping track of everything that happens um as we continue to become more complicated as we go. Uh who knows where we'll be at next season, but I feel like It's been pretty fun so far. Regardless, we'll be back here next week to talk about whatever shenanigans go on with twists and advantages uh, in episode 11. So I will see you all then. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Brett waved goodbye. Goodbye.